the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. It is uh, the trio. The trio is back. Welcome back, Bridget McDowell. I'm also here Ooh. with uh, Eric Silverman. Of course, I am Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. Um, and this is the Minnesota Football Show on a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning after. I don't know. It feels like we've had nice weather and now we have real fall weather. So We went through three seasons in about five days here in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was a massive climate change week. I, I was wearing shorts on Wednesday. It was damn near 80 degrees. It was like 77, I think is what it got up to, which I think either tied or broke the record for whatever november day that was it was it was beautiful for november and then like four days later it was like 40 <laughs> which is perfect i like that weather yeah it's good walking dog weather so we've been all over the place but yeah wild weather day how's everybody doing all right yeah heads are nodding yeah yeah, yeah. weekend yeah yeah, yeah no um, we go um, i was i was talking to g because Saturday morning was kind of chilly and she comes in like she's going to play futsal. She comes in shorts and a hoodie mm-hmm. and like a beanie. Right. And then I'm like, I go, that's the typical, I say that's, that's the typical Midwestern fall, fall look. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, no, it's not. I was like, watch as we drive down Chatsworth going towards Como, there is this guy raking his leaves with a flannel, those flannel jackets, you know, total lumberjack colors, a beanie, and wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. And then there's other kids who are walking around the lake, hoodie, beanie, shorts. And I was like, see? I, well, I would say very specific. Well, I'd say specific, uh, maybe north Midwestern thing. I think once you cross Iowa, it's not so common. Like in Nebraska, I can speak to it in like, Colorado, Kansas, or whatever, they don't do that. <laughs> it's like Minnesota, Wisconsin, I would assume maybe Michigan, right. but I don't know. I don't know right. who else. It's, it's it's the beginning of Ugg's weather. That's what it is right now. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Uh Bridget, welcome back. It's so nice and lovely to have you with us again. Thanks. Um any any big uh positive news in, in your world? Uh went to a movie yesterday for the first time and what did you what, see three years oh, yeah what uh the banshees of inisharan oh colin farrell and brennan gleason kind of the the old imbruges crew nice um yeah it was good it was dark it was uh-huh. not uh, like the theater quite... was dark or the movie was dark to move well the theater was also dark but the movie was dark <laughs> did you yeah. go to a fancy theater though or did you just go to a regular one uh, Marcus and Oakdale. That does okay. not So it's relatively. It's one of the. I think it was one of the first over here to get the 
recliners the ultra screen and the recliners and uh, stuff. might be yeah, heading yeah. there for for black panther next weekend it sounds like nice yeah that's right umar has to let us know what we're doing right i think i think that's the destination yep yeah is that where we're going uh, i think so god watching um, bridget if you've never watched a, a movie with umar you have oh, to watch a movie with umar i that's 100 full agreement yeah, it's the most fun like you know how like everyone's like you know like the whole thing so yeah wait 3d glasses no no just the, the new the new thrill ride type of thing is just go to a movie with Umar. Just, <laughs> yep. Okay. And, and if you've ever told nice. yourself I don't I don't want commentary from people in the theater when he's going, you absolutely want commentary. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. It really you is like, the best. Nice. You, you like nice. turn to you laughing and cackling all all like level uh decibel nineteen laughing yep. at you and be like, Did you see that motherfucker? Did you? (laughs) So he just keeps on laughing. You're like, oh my, you can't do anything but laugh. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Remember when we watched Machete? Yes. Like, Machete is one of those movies that. I think we did the one and two with him. Yeah. (laughs) That's the movie where, like, it's uh, it's so like sometimes it can be gory that it's so magical that it's hilarious because you know it's never going to happen. Right. I think there's a scene where Machete cuts some guys. Stomach open, and he needs to escape out of a hospital. So he uses the intestines to break That's out right, the window. Jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> he hangs from it to go to another floor. Who <laughs> are just like everyone's like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" And he's just like laughing his yep, head yep. off. Falling and out like, the chair. Oh, God. That is one of my fondest memories of watching a movie with Umar. So yep. yes, that is a very coming, good one. coming to a podcast near you. <laughs> movies with umar that's actually like it was it was weird to be back in a movie theater again like watching with random people like there mm-hmm. weren't very many people there but there were a couple points like during the movie where everyone is like oh my god and we'd all kind of look at each other yeah like like it's a good experience yes. That? yes exactly tell and, me and it's walking, banshees, walking banshees of what tell me again in a Sharon, it's the name of Sharon. the island that it takes place on. I N I S H E R. Got it. Um, okay. We so was this like most a Halloween? of the press? No. Well, like you want to go watch it for Halloween type of thing, or is it just? I mean, maybe you could. Uh, now that I've seen it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so, uh, judging from like the previews and stuff. But um, it's kind of a quirky. Uh, they they were advertising it as like a buddy movie with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, kind of like mm-hmm. in Bruges, but it it gets dark. Um, and we were expecting like the Banshees stories, like Irish folklore, that kind of thing, right. and it was not. Uh, that is not what the Banshees refer to in the title. Okay. Um, no, I I went with my mom, and she very irish family and yeah she so we had certain expectations going in and afterwards on the ride home she's like you know it was very irish though Ah, amazing there's there's a certain like dark tone to even the like the quirkiness and the jokes is this period though or is this like modern ireland what are we talking here timeline period uh 1920s so during so they're on an island but they can see during the civil war they can see like the bombs and hear the Uh, hear the rifles going off so there's a couple scenes where they're like standing on the beach and you know and weird little island culture there's like you know 50 people on the island and everyone knows each other and there's like not a whole lot happening um, all right you've but then you've in the background 
in the background you'll see like the smoke come up and they'll hear the guns and yeah. mention that so yeah um yeah it's it cool. like a it's good movie it's uh i compared it to the lighthouse oh yeah okay oh, i love that that's a bit it's unique rodrigo it's very unique that's does that have I to do with the story of the, of the lighthouse workers like in duluth like that one no no i mean um it's it's up it's almost more like a play because really it's just yeah Defoe and uh, the Twilight oh, guy Pattinson. oh wow yeah yeah Defoe and Robert Pattinson and it's all it's, in black and white you know something. like I'm glad <laughs> that that Senor yep. Patterson finally has has shaken most of the Twilight fairy dust yeah yeah I I just he's a really good actor yeah he's a really no, good no, actor but you wouldn't have known him from watching Twilight right like Right. I think one of the first movies he did right after the Twilight Saga was over was this movie about 9/11. And, I, and that's when I realized that um where um he he was a really good actor. I was like, "Oh, well, thank God he's trying not to not to bank on the whole Twilight thing." But yeah. Both of their performances are amazing in this. I think they both got they, best act were best actor best supporting i think they were nominated I think so, which, yeah. which is ridiculous because yeah. they really should have both been best actor nominations right. it's just the two of them <laughs> just the two of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> he definitely really he holds his own against you know next to defoe on that one he does but he does yeah so the more i was thinking about it last night like we end up choosing some really weird movies sometimes and like just just odd storylines and the more i thought about it last night i was like you know now I feel like I need to watch Lighthouse again. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing like two totally right. dissimilar stories, but same tone. And uh, yeah, it was good. Okay, we this had to awesome. split it up. I remember because like it's if if you have any, I I don't get claustrophobia. My the, wife and partner does, and that and the director does such a good job of drawing you in. Where <laughs> Bridget's nodding a lot, you feel it. Like you I saw physically it in the feel theater. it. And yes. even though you're in this giant space, it was like smothering. There were like yes. five of us in the theater when I saw it. And I know yeah, the friend I was with, like we just kept like inching away from each other. Yes. Like, okay, yes. I just need to like. So we, we needed, a, we needed a pause. Like, I think, I think we made it like an hour and 15 maybe. And we're just like, just like, yeah. I need a break. Yeah, I need to finish it tomorrow. I'm like, all right, I get it. <laughs> it's long too. And it feels that much longer just yeah. because of all of that. All yeah. right. So, so, so there's a new podcast idea. We're all yeah. going to talk about movies. 15 minutes later. The yeah. So let me just film let, review. Let like, us just reintroduce yeah. it. Everyone, welcome to the Minnesota Football <laughs> Show, where we talk about soccer and sometimes in yeah. we do your uh, movie reviews on, right. on a Patreon content. But apparently, right. no, yeah, no, I love this, talking this, about this, movies. So this is staying in. This is no Patreon. This is going out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's bring it back here. Um, we are happy to announce. We've kind of been teasing it for the last few episodes that we are going to begin our. I wrote it in here as the Minnesota Football I Know World Cup uh, coverage, name. something like that. It's a working title, but uh, we're collaborating with our comrades. Dave's no football. Sure, any of those. That's what I thought. Yeah. Collaborating with the Dave's I know and going to be doing some World Cup coverage. Um, it will not be daily, as we said last time, because. <laughs> 
we don't get paid enough or have the time to do daily things, but we'll definitely be coming in every once in a while, maybe like twice a week or something. But we're going to start with some... What do you mean there's no money in soccer? Yeah, yeah, right. right. (laughs) What say you, sir? Hey, Pence, if you're listening, just sponsor us for this World Cup. I'll beatbox that. I'll beatbox that every freaking time. You know, oh, they Eric love will it. Beatbox. They love the beatbox. And and <laughs> I will do the penshomes.com till like love it. you know, until your heart fulfilled desires. So you can make it a ringtone <laughs> on your iPhone or whatever it Man. is. Like I'm anyway, no shame. Yeah. So we're we're gonna start this thing off. Um and this week, in fact, doing some previews, just kind of covering the groups and some of the teams, and we'll follow it up with another one. And then I mean it's 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 wild to think we're in November. I think less than three weeks, this thing already kicks off, which is bananas and still feels weird. And of course, we're, we'll focus in on all the uh, negative and terrible things that have, that have happened all surrounding it through Qatar and the, the deaths of all the migrant workers. Like we're, we're going to be zooming in on all facets of it. It's not oh, just yeah. going to be looking at the matches. We're, I totally you know, forgot about the all the Qatar thing that came out. Okay, we'll save it. <laughs> we'll get, yeah, we'll no, it I gotta look it up. Yeah, talk all your hardos and then cue me in because I'm gonna find it again. So, right on. So look for that. That that'll pop up in both this feed and the Dave's. I know we'll we'll just co-blast everything out there. But uh, eventually, it's it's kind of gonna take things over. If if we get some, <clears throat> excuse me, some local national little things, we might like splice in just a couple little things here and there. But it's mostly gonna be World Cup for a solid month. Um, all right. So jumping to some local things here, um, I'll take this one. Uh, SPA, uh, we're in both. I, I historically don't know if this has ever happened before, but both the men's and women's teams made it to the finals. I, that has probably happened before, but they both played the same team on, on both sides. So it was SPA versus St. Anthony, both men's and women's for the high school football finals at, uh, at the USA Bank Stadium thing. I don't think that's ever happened before. Uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong out there, but I, I pretty, wouldn't be surprised wild. if it happened uh, long ago before some of the like league shifting the d- and divisions and, and all shuffling. that. Yeah. yeah. But okay. But otherwise, yeah, in the modern area era, I don't think pretty rare, pretty rare. And, and it's a split. Um, the men's team wins pretty decisively at two nil wins. So they get a, get the trophy and the plaque and all that good stuff. So congrats to them. And unfortunately the women's, they lose uh, final score is three, two St. Anthony get to do the same there and lift the, the track, the, the track, <laughs> the, the trophy and the plaque. I, I, my brain threw them together for track. Amazing. Uh, so there it is, it, but pretty cool run for both those SPA teams. I got to see them both um, for homecoming and they're, they're really good. The Messi actually tied that. Like that's the one I talked about where I, I, they played South, um, which is the school closest to us. And I, I refused to cheer for either and be neutral and a nil nil tie worked out fine for me, but clearly SPA, the better team that won it all. So congrats to both those teams. Yeah. I mean, the SPA girls like Lindsay Brown is just lights out. One of the best keepers I've seen yep. in a while. And I remember her because she used to be a U nine. She she's she's like almost the same age as Issa, and she was playing up. And her and her sister Allie were like all soccer minded. And then when they got to be like the fifteens and the sixteens, we we got to have Lindsay for one season um, and her uh, Issa's club team. And man, that kid, you know, like you you know the reference of and um, and uh, Ted. Ted Lasso when they talk about have a 
have a mentality of a goldfish, right? It's like forget about what just happened, just go move on to the mm. next thing. I've never seen someone like so focused on, and when she's on, dear lord, she's on, and I'm so happy for her because this is her, you know, senior year, and there's her, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, awesome, awesome job. Yeah, and and the women's team for the last five or six years, I guess, when I've really been paying attention to those those matches and, and those teams, they've been by far the more consistent and better team, uh, generally making it deep into the playoffs, the the men's team kind of up and down. Um, but, you know, they got it together this year. All right, let's go to the Gopher women. I think last time, or last time we recorded last week, they, they had not played. They did play. They lost to Michigan State. Uh, two to one was the final and these tournaments, they, they move pretty quickly. So already today, <laughs> shortly before we recorded, I had like put it up there. I was like, Oh, look at that. It's the final today. <laughs> so, so Michigan state and Nebraska played in the semi and Michigan state won that one, um, two to one, it looks like. And then Penn state and Northwestern play. And that was a two nil victory to Penn state. So there's your final today, Michigan state and Penn state. Um, I don't think that's, too terribly surprising they were the uh what is it one and well, i guess penn state actually was number six so good on them for kind of being a lower seed and going all the way to the final so one and six meeting in the final today yeah penn started off pretty slow but uh yeah otherwise i don't think michigan's a surprise at all but right. um yeah good should be a good one right right Okay, well, let's do some quick recaps because we'll probably spend most of our time on uh, the MLS Cup, which was just good job, script writers. Really, really good drama. Um, so first semifinal last week was uh, LAFC against Austin. Um, really fun one, too. I really enjoyed this match. But to be completely honest, it was very much LAFC just pedal to the metal and running straight at them. And Austin FC just could not hang which is, you know, not necessarily what they always do, but it was cool to see him just really, really go for it. Um, Stuver, I got in here, just save, 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 save. He, he, played his, he played his heart out, doing as much as he could to kind of keep them in the game. But uh, 28th minute, uh, Chuchorango gets a header off the Vela corner. There's your first goal. Um, nasty, nasty elbow to Acosta in like the 30 seconds. Oh, no. How does it work here? Uh, my notes are all over the place. Oh, it's Palacios eats the elbow or eats the shoulder from Acosta. And man, he goes down hard. It's it's one of those, the hit and then just like the limp body that falls. I mean, it looked like a, a serious concussion. He's out for a long time. Um, and then as typically as the case is, uh, Bridget, they let him back in. <laughs> this keeps happening. I of mean, he was, he was out cold. I mean, uh, if he says he's fine, he's he's good to go. <laughs> it, it looked bad. It looked really bad. Um, so anyway, that happens. Um, so once again, concussion protocols, yeah, a little shaky, say the least. Um, so one nil is your halftime. Uh, Chiellini goes off, and then ha- the next half starts, and he's got a huge like this ice bag, like the size of his entire leg, basically covering his leg. So um, I can't exactly. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but. He did not play in the final, so clearly something happened there. Um, we go to more Stuver big saves. LA still just turning it on and good, get to the 61st minute here with so Uriti for Austin comes in in like the 60th minute, 
literally has not done anything, just came off the bench. They take a corner kick, or they, Vela, takes the corner kick. Uriti scores an own goal. <laughs> the first thing he does when he comes off the bench. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, he's clearly trying to clear the thing, but just blast it right in. I mean, that's that's a rough one. You, like, <laughs> literally your first breath, the first thing you do off the bench. Oh, massive oof. Uh, so 2-0 to LAFC at that point. And it, it's it's just... It's out. It's it's too far gone at this point. Um, there is a little bit of a, a tackle and VAR situation where Austin FC could have got a goal, but VAR uh, rightly corrects it. No PK. And then dying numbers of the game, 80th minute Opoku. He comes in, really, really terrible defensive clearance, and uh, the ball just kind of spins right back to him, open 1v1. He's not going to miss that, so he buries that. Uh there you go. 3-0. Oh, yeah, there was another uh, goal. It looked like a goal with Buanga, but he was offside. Anyway, 3-0 is the final, as we kind of all expected, LAFC. Two MLS Cup, pretty dominating and uh, just uh, aggressive performance from them. Rodrigo, anything? Yeah. Felipe Martins can finally be quiet. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what that's in reference to, but cool. <laughs> no, he yeah, Twitter. It's a Twitter thing. You don't you don't do Twitter anymore, so just be sure quiet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm, I got I finally got my Libra mental health in balance, and that hey, I cannot hey. afford. Any all, all I anymore. all I gotta say is you know, Andrew Weeby bought me beer for free, so like all I right. gotta stand up somewhere. Well let, well, let me throw to YouTube for the next one because I didn't get a chance to watch the East uh, Philadelphia NYCFC. Uh, Philly also coming in. Well, it was kind of a tale of two halves, right? Um, but I'll throw it to whoever wants it. Ooh, Wait, sorry. It's quiet now. No, I'm trying to. Um... Philadelphia NYCFC, Eastern Conference Final. Yep. Um... <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> so. Let me, I'll this, just take this no. game happened in the period where I was right. not paying attention to no, anything. No, I, 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 <laughs> look, look, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's take a breath, right? You know, I think this game was mostly just like you knew it was going to be a tough <sighs> game because both of these teams um, are very good, I think. Um, I think with Maxi Morales, you know, I mean – both teams have quality in a sense of of, of of being able to do that. You know, like I'm always, you know, happy for um, having Julio Carranza on my team, on my fantasy team, and then Gastag, Burke, you know, who can who can forget uh, Alejandro Bedoya you got. I mean, like these are teams that, you know, it's going to be a good fight. And that's one of the things that got excited, right? These are like closest to – uh, the number ones that you can have for each section playing against each other. And we haven't had that so much the past couple of seasons. So it's always been like, you know, it's the, it's the underdog that makes it through and then they be, meet the juggernaut and then it becomes a four nothing and then they move on to the thing. So it's never been contested in that sense. Um, and this game, like it was all New York city until the fifth, uh, in 57 meter, Maxi Morales just scores a beauty of a of a ball, right? And I think that's that's one of the things that 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 people didn't understand. But then, 
Philly is just one of those teams that you just need to go ahead and, and they have to play through and they use their wings and they press. And literally, it was just like they woke up. Carranza yeah. in the 65th, Kazdak in the 67th, Two and then Burke in the 76th is literally like a span of 10 minutes to score three yep. goals. Yep. Right. And, and they and, have a history of that too, right? Yeah. Like they, they're kind of like comeback kids. They're like, right. all right, and fine. Like, and like 90 seconds. And those are the guys you goals. would expect to score. Yes. Goals. Exactly. Yes. Right. They're, they're, they've been, and so like right there, you two one at the 67th minute, you know, you're, you're a team mentally. New York City is like, okay, we got the lead. We can play a little bit. And so quickly, you're trying to figure out, you have to spread out. You have to push the ball forward. That means you'll become more, more, more vulnerable. More vulnerable. And it's just, you know. Words, words, words. Yeah. And that's what uh, happens. Crushing it. Words happen. Pros. And, then, and then, you know, you got Burke scoring in the 76th minute. And literally at that point, you know, it got chippy. But at that point, it was just, you know, too late for New York to try to do anything. Mm-hmm. And it was a well-deserved win by Philly. I mean. Yeah. A little revenge. A little revenge yeah. from last and year. And I think Jimmy. And I think. Jim Curtin, you know, he's always dressing so nice. We should games. mention Coach of the Year, Jim Curtin. Yeah. Coach of the Year, award. Jim Curtin. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. So, and that's the thing. And it's like I thought it was a, a very well-played game, but I thought the better team won, and it was totally Philly. And, you know, the Ben's uh, – what is it? Sons of Ben? Is that what it is, mm-hmm. right? I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, they, they're a fun group to watch. Um, and, that's, uh, and that's the great thing. But, like, as Eric pointed out, you know, this is – this is what it would have looked like if like half of Philly last year wouldn't have gotten COVID or something like yeah. that. And this is a great game because Alejandro Badoya also wins like humanitarian award of the year. Um, and, you know, who cannot, you know, like, you know, like Alejandro Badoya for being able to be outspoken about different issues and stuff like that. So he's a good, but he also got hurt this game. So that means that he wasn't right. going to play in the final. So he right. could barely even walk. Happen. So, there we go. Well, you you shout out the sons of Ben. I'm going to shout out the LAFC supporters. Um, they, they call them. There's a number. It's like 32. Something. 52. 32. 32. Man, in that. Well, in both these matches, the the conference final and then out here in the final as well. Like, they just they sound they sound like there's like ten thousand people out there on the broadcast when it's probably like you know a small fraction of that. They are so loud on live television. So, yeah. And apparently, they like to throw beer at opposing players too. Well, you know that, that's just uh, tradición mexicana, right there. They're like they're apparently. lucky it's cerveza and not the other thing. <laughs> well, they threw bo- uh, they threw like plastic bottles out too, but yeah. yeah. Let, let let's get to it because we had the big match yesterday. Um, all the hype, as Rodrigo was saying there, like the first time in a long time we got le- the two legit undisputed best teams. Um, I, I was chatting with my brother, in fact, on this whole thing because he was getting into it and he was he was a little worried. He's in Pennsylvania, but I'm just like, listen, if there's one team that can beat LAFC, it's Philadelphia. Like they're the only team that could take them down and did. In fact, we talked about this last week, but the, the two times they met, Philly beat them. So here it comes. Here we are. Um, this was a long match, you guys. So normally, like my whole thing was like, I love football because I can plan around it and like take an hour and a half and be done. And, you know, <laughs> my wife will be like, yeah, except for those little asterisk matches that go for like three hours. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't happen to happen. This, this was a three hour and 15 match. <laughs> it was a long ass match. 
it, it, this match started and I, I was at a car dealership getting the getting the car uh the oil changed and tires rotated and all that stuff and like progress to drive home and still listen to it and then finally pick it up and then people came over like an entire lifespan happened in these like three hours and 15 minutes of this match there was it was wild it was a long one but super entertaining a lot of fun um let's take it from from the top here i didn't and, realize me go ahead where did you go no and you wanted 30 minutes more right you wanted them was, to play 30 minutes yeah. longer you're like this is this is one of those games, and I've been a fan of the MLS, and I think me and Eric can speak to it since its inception, right? Like, mm-hmm. I picked up DC United as my team, and I remember them winning in the 96, and it was how how glorious that was. But this, this has to be, if not the best MLS game, but also the best MLS final that I've seen in this tenure. I think it's just... Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Um, Kendra St. Alban, I, I didn't know she was going to be doing commentating were you you two aware of this yeah she did it um pretty during cool. the playoffs so it was great i love i Absolutely. love hearing it interviewing the coaches at halftime and just having conversations with them because kendra's kendra's all kinds of awesomes in that test yes so. yes i i don't know if this alludes to a new contract or doing something with with big fox or whatever it is but uh you know maybe that's kind of this is like the audition bridget do you know anything i mean she well she did women's world cup with fox as well so she's <clears throat> excuse me she's on there um she's been on their radar for quite some time and um, that's great i mean good for and her. as and as one of the commentators who knows a lot of these coaches really well like yeah during the season they they would interview the opposing coaches for the podcast so um you know she already has a report a rapport with all of these guys jim Curtin included yeah. and a couple times she mentioned you know after a play jim Curtin runs up to her and you know tells her what he's thinking about and uh which does yeah, not always his, happen. No, I media. think that's awesome. <laughs> they, Seriously, yeah, that's they, awesome. They'll give they'll give her their live reaction, and um, yeah. I think she's uh, she's a great choice whether whether it's in the booth or down on the field. I I think she yeah. can, uh, she can elicit a bit more information than than yeah. some other folks get. And, so. I, and I think it just shows the amount of respect people have for 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 Kendra to be able to just to share those yeah. moments of she it's like it's it's like having an assistant coach on the field but with a microphone on, so you got to be exactly. careful what you say yeah, yeah but overall i think that's great i hope yeah. i hope this leads to to like similar situations though I, I i love hearing um her commentary on the game i wouldn't mind just having her interview folks as they shouldn't do in both or why not just do both yeah you know mm-hmm. just head down at halftime and just talk to people and hang out you know yeah, thanks to Merlo with them after the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, shouts to you, Kendra. That, that was a pleasant surprise. I, I appreciated that. All right, so I'm in the dealership, watching like the first 20 or so minutes, and it, it, you know, this reminded me of World Cup days too, where like nobody's really watching whatever's happening on the screen, and I have to go to like whoever to get the channel changed. Oh, what do you want to watch? Well, the big things. Like, All right, let's change the channel, and then I change the channel, and I get up there and I'm watching it, and then within three minutes everybody zooms into the tv i'm like see there's always <laughs> demand you just have to put the damn thing on and people will yeah. watch <laughs> um so anyway very aggressive lafc kind of similar to what we saw in the in the semi-final or the uh, conference final i keep thinking semi conference final um I, I clocked two shots in two minutes to kind of set, set the tempo like they were just gonna like run at them it was it was a you know they're they're ready they're like but this is ours we're home. Let's give it to him. Um, Carlos Vela 
clearly dropping a crystal clear F-bomb right in front of the camera where there's a uh, uh, no-give corner where he his his shot, I think, is gets deflected and goes out of bounds. And Fox is just like, let's zoom in on Villa. Surely he's not going to swear right at us. And that's exactly what he does. Great moment. <laughs> Great moment. Uh, I put in slick back heel uh, that, that uh, sets up a foul on the 26th minute. I can't remember who did it, but more importantly... This leads to uh, Kellen Acosta taking the free kick, not Carlos Vela. And I actually did not see this live. I was in the car driving back from the dealership, uh, but eventually did see it. And um, do any want to take it since I, I, I saw the replay? What did you all see live? I, I think it was, uh, Bridget, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a deflection from Martinez, right? After it hit the wall? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the, the replay. I was... I didn't get home from the movie until about halftime. So. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, it was a deflection. Yeah, I, yeah, on the re- on the replay, that's how it looked. Yeah, yeah, because yep. Martinez also like had a really suspect game. To be well, honest. he he heads it, but but it's like it's not a clearance header. Like he heads it into the ground, <laughs> just like bounces yeah, straight bounced, into the goal. Yeah, it kind of bounced <laughs> weird. Took a weird spin yeah. off the turf. It was, yeah, it was one of the things where, like, you, as a goalkeeper, you expect if the ball goes through the wall that it's going to be, but a deflection yeah. just throws your momentum anywhere and you just have to mm. watch. And I think that was one of the situations. And I think, you know, Acosta's, well, I've talked, we talked about LAFC and how much I like Kellen Acosta in this team, but how, how much, how much uh, Palacios is. I mean, this team has a lot of different depth in that sense, right? It's like you can, you know, Imagine having, um, gosh, uh, who's the little guy number seven that's always on the bench? Like it was always started a couple of years ago, during, jeez, um, um, I can't remember. But, anyways, you ha- just have a deep bench in that sense. Yeah. And when you do that, you know, just anything can happen. You know, I mean, imagine what you have out there. You know, we have Arango, you have Vela, you have Ilie. You know, I mean, you know, we have Acosta. Jeez, I mean, you got Palacios. I mean, that's... I mean, let me ask you guys this, because I, I know they gave Acosta the goal. They didn't call it an own goal. Uh, because is, is this the reasoning that apparently, regardless if it was headed or not, it, the trajectory of the ball was on goal? Is, is, is that kind of the rule? Maybe, I don't know if one of you can speak to that or not. No, I don't know. But I think because the shot was taken and... A deflection is not considered an own goal, and I think because right? it's just you know if you're shooting at a wall, it's if it's, it's, it has to hit someone or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just considered part of the shot, right? And mm-hmm. but if, for example, you're running towards goal and the ball hits your foot as you're trying to defend, and then it goes in, that's that that's considered own goal. But that's that's my take. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a referee. Yeah, but, um, I I don't know all those little nuances. I don't know. But if you're a referee. Well, they were, they were clicked. Or if, and MJ, if MJ probably has the answer for that one. He might. I mean, it's. I think that's one of those things that's changed a few times, like in the mm-hmm. last few years, like how um, how closely they watch that and yeah. and attribute that. Right. It, it was it was pretty quick. Like they didn't hesitate to just be like, no, it's it's his, not an own goal. Um, all right. Andre Blake, we'll, we'll mention his name a lot. He was very active and very good, as we expect, probably – well, I'd say not probably the best MLS goalkeeper of the year. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Um, he was all over lots of saves um, towards the very end of the half. I hear there. Were, I hear I wrote down uh, 
Philly had a really, really good 1v1 chance. They started to apply pressure right before halftime. So you kind of see, okay, maybe the momentum is starting to shift. Uh, we go to halftime, 1-0, LAFC, and start the second. Well, let, let me just pause there and, and ask kind of what your feelings were at halftime. I mean. <laughs> or I or felt, none. I mean, I. Like the favorite team going in was was um, LAFC just for the firepower aspect of it that they had, but at the same time, it's like I thought it was a fair game. I mean, I thought it was very even in some senses. You know, uh, Philly is dangerous um, because they're able to you know hold their press so well and and get that counter on. But my concern for Philly was always been, you know, what do you do uh, without Bedoya in that six? You know, um, McGlynn was in there and did an okay job, but there's points where, like, if you need to change, how do you do it if you don't have Bedoya to come in and, and provide that provide that that escape in that and that pass to go? So that was one of my concerns. Um, but I thought overall it was a pretty even game that first half. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I mean, I turned it on with five or eight minutes left in the first half and just in time to see that one V one. I was not surprised to see that it was one LAFC. Um, But that's kind of how you expect uh, Philly to play. They're going to come back in the second half. And uh, as was mentioned on the broadcast multiple times, these are both teams that uh, play the, you know, game of attrition. You just kind of chip away at them, pressure them, and eventually something comes through. Um, and yeah, I mean, we Philly midfield, even the replays that I saw wasn't, wasn't great missing Bedoya, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting back on the transition and all of that. But uh, I think it was, I agree with Rodrigo's fairly even up to that point in how they mm-hmm. were creating chances and um, working that midfield. Well, you gave me some great segues there because here we go in the second half chipping away um, to head injuries in two minutes. Uh, one was an elbow, I think, and one was a shoulder. So stoppage time we know is going to be added on. Spoiler, it ends up being seven minutes. Um, it seems like everybody is okay. I think the second one, that um, I think it was Philip, maybe I wrote, I might wrote the name down wrong, but he actually eats the shoulder, and he was down significantly longer. Uh, Bridget, you want to say something? Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of concussion, policy yeah we actually we do see like the mls doctor come onto the pitch for that second one uh yep. the philly player who went down uh they did the whole test on camera like they wanted to, to illustrate right. yes they so um it was good to see you know that they're actually showing some of that and uh proving for accountability purposes but then right. i think that was that was actually the first one because then on the next time they hardly looked at the guy uh, <laughs> so it was it was a little weird that uh they didn't even do that consistently through the game but there were a couple moments where i was like that yes that is how by the rules you know that is exactly what you're expecting to see and yep. then there were other plays where it was not um so i think they'll they'll probably be working on that again in this off season uh yep. how they consistently catch that stuff but um Yes, there were a lot of a lot of collisions, uh, a lot of 
time with the trainers on the pitch for that second mm-hmm. half. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of chippiness too. It was yeah, it was a physical game, and we knew that it would turn into it. And the question was always like, who will respond better, right? And I think mm-hmm. if we transition into um, the 59th minute, you know, uh, Martinez, who had been the culprit, not playing so well, and the and giving up that goal deflection goal um he literally shot the ball beautiful low shot ball but it wasn't a pass and Gazdak's first touch <laughs> he picked it up touch, as a pass Incredible. Yeah, it, he's it like okay pass. got it he shot that ball like you look at him and he's like i'm just going to shoot because i feel so guilty i let the other one alone. i'm just gonna take yeah. yeah it just it's just like a very like it's a it's a shot and then Gazdak finds it at his feet you beautiful first touch like the ball literally just glued to his feet and he just turns that way and he just lets it go. Bam. Yeah. Great goal. One, one. Yeah. That was one of those where. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I watched it and I needed to see the replay. Cause it's like, okay, that did just happen. (laughs) He turned a a shot into a pass into a shot. Exactly. Right. And he still gets the assist because even though you shot the ball, (laughs) that's incredible. That's the thing for Uh, me. I was like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't intent does not matter. When nope. it comes to those. Yeah, I can't nope. wait. And so that's the thing, too, is, is that at that point is 1-1. One, 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 one. It's an even game. And well, you, you, at this point, I was starting to feel it shift. Like, I was like, okay, Philly is starting to push a little bit more now. Well, you have to, right? Because you want to be yeah. able to to win it. And I think at that point, uh, LAFC was losing control of the ball. And I think Correct. that's – I mean, this is how this even of game was. You're going to have time where one team takes over, and you're going to have time – that the other team has to defend. And it's just, it's a seesaw of who can control the game better and who has the better options. And yeah. um, I think in the, you know, Cifuentes is a foul in the 65th. And the change for me came in when Ure came off and Burke came in for Philly. And I think that was an extreme tactical move because you needed someone else that can play the ball because Philly was trying to, was so good about switching the ball. Like they get the ball and then they go for a long switch. They always were trying to beat the defenders off off a long pass, and they were almost successful so many times with Carranza and so many times it was, they they were just a couple of steps off. And I think adding Burke to that, it just it just uh, elongates the the field for them, and so it gives them more space to be able to do that. And you know, and I That's think a good observation, yeah. And I, yeah. and I think for, for, for LAFC is that they saw that, right? It's like they saw that. They're getting more chances. Yep. And so you, you, you have to counter that. And how do you do that? You know, uh, you have to take out someone and you can you know. And it was a big move, in my opinion, when Chicho Arango came off at the 74th and, and Opoku came in. But you know what Opoku can do? Because you saw it in the previous game. He literally needs 30 seconds and he can score a goal. And I think that well, was... Hold on, let's back up. Let's back up. I know where you're going, but uh, the chippiness, <laughs> I, I put I put in here too that we had a couple uh, field clearing moments where it looked like there was going to be some some violence and ended up just being one yellow card, but everybody was kind of getting into it with... I think this was where uh, Blake went down and the Philly players were trying to protect him. I don't remember. I just remember that it was, it was 11 v 11. Didn't quite come to blows, but definitely could have. Um, 71st minute, you all remember the, the flying sidekick that the guy eats, like yeah. straight MMA oh. stuff? Oof! I'm that amazed. Was... I was amazed he got up as quickly as he did because he clearly had the wind knocked out of him. <laughs> it's like He, he stayed right down for chest. a while. They they kept going back to him, and he was very slowly getting yeah. up. But, um, right to the chest. Yeah, I was, I was surprised he was able to just get back up and play. I was surprised the person only got a yellow. 
Yes, that yeah. too. It was that pretty was bad. Like, it was pretty bad. Wait, no, was, I don't was, even think they got some Libertadores. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that there was a yellow. No, for I don't. There wasn't was, a yellow for that. It was just a foul, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I think I was nuts, but so at this moment, I'll, I'll just pause at this. We had friends over, and none of them are like football fans. I mean, they know how big a fan I am, and they'll watch with me and whatever. But I, I could, I could judge how great this game was by watching them kind of start to get into it and see everything that was happening. And then, and then actually start to like call things that I wasn't seeing. I was like, all right, this really is a good game. Cause you mm-hmm. know, you, you put on like a fourth division Filipino league and I'll still probably be entertained, <laughs> but like for absolute neutrals to like start to, you know, feel it and get into the narrative. That's, this is where it started how, to happen. That's how it was here too. <laughs> yep. I put it on his background sound and, and, by the end we're well in our house it was it. um yeah nubia's grandma's birthday and we were hosting so like i was well nubia was out getting supplies i was out cleaning the house as best to my knowledge and my shall we say i don't know strength i don't know what it was but anyways right so like i get all this stuff done i help people come in hosting you know just you know that and then I have like a minute to myself and I realized I'm not watching the game. And it's like 20 minutes <laughs> in. So like I turn it on and when Nubia comes home, like literally like Nubia's dad loves to watch soccer, but like mm-hmm. literally everyone just starts congregating on the couch and just watching yep. this game. Cause this is one of those yep. games. You're like, I'm not moving. Cause if I, if I go to the bathroom it's like, someone's going to score. And if I go outside to let the dogs out, someone's going to score. It was just one of those things you needed to watch. Yep. This is where, honestly, this is where it becomes probably like like Rodrigo said, the best final we ever had. Script writers did not disappoint. 82nd minute, Murilo scores. Uh, amazing header from Avella, free kick. I mean, pretty pretty bad defending, we probably could say, on the Philly side to just kind of mm-hmm. let him be wide open like that. Uh, two to one. Again, there's not that. Well, we know there's going to be a significant amount of extra time because of all these these head injuries we had previously mentioned. But now there's this momentum shift now that's like, all right, we're back. So LAFC's got this thing in the bag. How'd you guys feel after that header? Set pieces. I think this game comes down to set pieces. Like this whole yeah. game is just about set pieces and how like set pieces are crucial um, in a game, you know, to, to borrow... Um, to borrow a motto from um, from Heath, you know. Oh, please don't! Goals, <laughs> don't, goals, don't ruin, don't goals ruin this podcast. Goals changes How games. dare you? Oh, eighty <laughs> fourth minute. Two minutes later, as he said, set pieces. As Rodrigo said, uh, but this time it's at the opposite end. Another free kick, and again, this this time it's Elliot for Philadelphia. Skies up and over. A really powerful header. We should mention, by the way, uh, it is two two. Comrades, right. two two in two minutes. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I, I have insane. not. I have not seen Philly play too much, but I was totally impressed by Wagner. Like Wagner's long yeah. ball touch is amazing. Like a lot of those balls, like a lot of the the set pieces, but also all the corners. Like literally, they all could have been like Olympicos every time he touched the ball. And I was like, wow, I have not seen his guy play, but. He's totally underrated when it comes to that type of thing. So it was, you know, it was two two, and you're like, wow, okay, maybe we're we're heading to extra time, right? We're gonna head yes. extra time, right? And then this is literally when like 
someone took five shots of Pisco and decided to like, let's just let this all go. Well, and it almost was over. I mean, again, seven minutes of extra time or of just extended injury time. Anything can happen. And LAFC almost put it away, except for the fact that Andre Blake is in, is it Andre or DeAndre? And I can't remember. Andre. Andre, Blake. Andre, thank you. So Andre Blake in goal, just doing what he does, like huge save. And I put, I clocked it in like the 94th or whatever, but yeah, after uh, that was kind of the one that after that, you're like, okay, we really are going to extra time because <laughs> that probably should have been the icing on the cake right there. Uh, two, two full time, get another beer, go to the bathroom, but stay tuned. Cause this, this is the thing like now, like massive amounts of drama. Here we go. Um, 92nd minute. Well, we should mention, um, oh yeah. What do I want to start here? I can't, I'm just exciting myself. I don't know where to go. Uh, hey, don't 92nd do things pain. start out. Yeah, I won't. Uh, there's an open goal actually. And LAFC kind of blow it and actually can't take advantage of it. I, I remember just mass confusion there. And this is one of those, Speaking of MNUFC references that happen all the time where the ball just kind of slides by, nobody takes advantage of it, where somebody could have buried that thing. Um, all right. Important to mention, 96th minute, Carlos Vela out. Gareth Bale in. Gareth Bale, who hasn't played in weeks, months? I think four games at least. Yeah. yeah. Been a while. Long time. Injured legitimately, but then also just kind of like, yeah, there's there's a lot of story around there as well as to like his contributions, I think, to the team. But that aside, I think that's what we gotta say. It's it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since dude has been on the pitch. Which is kind of a gamble too, because you're talking you're taking out the best player of your team, your playmaker. But all right. Um 104, another big huge Blake save. And now we get to the 109th minute with some I don't know what I'm going to call this, just the, the madness and the drama. Uh, Grepo makes a big challenge on um, – who does he take out? I can't remember the, the Philly player. You guys remember? Um, I think it was Burke. Okay. Yeah. Um, chanting a little WWE. And, yeah, it, at first I couldn't tell – I mean, it looked like he initiated it, but I couldn't tell exactly, like, who, was, who had got the brunt of it, who's going to be at fault. Um. Every, you know, it's another one of these where time is passing as everybody's like recovering and getting up. Um, and it's and it's clear that Kripo has actually messed himself up pretty he, bad. Yeah, he was not getting up. <laughs> no. Uh, he instantly uh, he instantly calls for a trainer to come on. Uh, if you're squeamish about broken bones, don't watch. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, very, he it was it very was, flappy. Let's just put uh-huh. it that way. Yep. Was it the leg or the arm? The leg. I can't even remember. The leg. leg. The he leg broke, was very flappy. He so when he slid in, I think his his cleat may have caught the turf a little bit, and then Burke hits him just right. And yeah. but yeah, it was it was obviously a a dogzo denial of obvious goal scoring opportunity. Uh, he just I can't wait till someone names their dog that right. Dogzo. Like some, some, dogzo. What's your name's though? Dogzo. But it has Dogzo. a meaning. You're like, what? Really? I was like, and then you're like, I just can't wait to get invited to a party where they're like, ends up being like some sort of like, I'm not a Siberian Husky, but it's got to be like, <laughs> I don't know. I got to think about the dog. This, this, this tangent. This. <laughs> dogs, anyway, man. so uh, anyway, so gets a red card as he's put on a he cart does. and taken off 
off of the pitch. Um, some of the the uh, the commentary just on that alone was interesting because there are people saying, I mean, he's he the number one or number two. He's the number keeper. two goalkeeper for Canada. Yeah. Right. So there were a couple of people saying, well, he, he sacrificed his his World Cup season to give his team the cup. It was hmm. no, he I mean, he made a stupid decision after yeah. more than 100 I'll be honest, minutes of play. I, I, I did not see the break, so I'm kind of glad I didn't wasn't. Oh, the that. Yeah, they didn't, so they they on the broadcast, they didn't show the replay and they kept the camera away from him until he was like on the cart and stabilized but got it um so they were just talking it took them like 10 minutes to get they kept saying they're stabilizing him I see. um and i i hadn't been i wasn't like closely watching the screen as it happened so i rewound the tv and uh wow. clearly clearly not not a head injury as it kind of sounded like from the uh-huh. way we were talking about it i thought it was his arm because usually when a goalkeeper comes out to cut off an angle They'll use they they elongate their body so they use their arms to try to take someone out. So usually that's what I thought it he was. He went yeah he went legs, but he went leg out. He went and I was leg like, first. Ooh. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that's not good. And at first, like it was weird because he laid back as the trainers got out there, and then we see a trainer like grab his arm and try to pull him up, and he's like almost limp. So that's Ugh. that's why I was yeah. I was expecting it to be a head thing, but um, yeah, he was out there just waving his his arms and pointing to his leg and at one point he picks it up and we see how bad it is uh but yeah they i think fox posted a the full replay like on their twitter but mls and the broadcast that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense all right so down to 10 with the red card they do get a sub for their keeper so here comes say the name everybody Johnny John McCarthy. McCarthy. <laughs> Oboku comes off, right? Yep. And McCarthy comes in. And right, does anyone want to go into the whole like six separate six separations of MLS? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got trivia too. So I don't know if you want to start it. I do, but yeah. Go ahead, you start it. Yeah. Well, my first question was going to be, where is John McCarthy from? Boom, 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 boom. He's boom, from Philly, boom. isn't he? He's from Philadelphia, absolutely, because he's we like, need more narrative. He's an academy kid, right? I think he's an academy kid. I think kid. so. I think so. Second question is, when was the last time John McCarthy played at least, I don't know, let's say a half, let alone a full match? Bing, uh, bing, Philly. Bing, 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 bing. Years. Not years, not years. It, it was this season, but it's been a while. Yeah. He, <laughs> the he answer is Andrew Blake, right? The answer is May 14th. Oh, yeah. Okay. May 14th. So we're talking, <laughs> what was that, five months, six months ago? It's been a when long we time. all thought we were going to be playing in a final at one point. Yep. Right? That's right. That's right. So this dude has not been doing a lot for a significant amount of time and has to come on and take on a pretty huge role. Spoiler, he does. Uh, he, but Did you happen ahead. to see, though, at – uh, when it looked like there was a decent chance of it going to PKs, he on the broad there, they have a camera on him on the bench and he yeah. leans forward to his coach. Like, would you like me to start warming up? And they say, no, just wait. Because the oh, theory really? was the theory was that if it went to PKs, they would put him in 
uh, and Paul Cripo because he played with Philly. He knows what direction all right. of these guys are going to shoot. Wow, so, so there was a theory that even though he's hardly played for LA, yeah. he knows Philly well enough that they would sub him in for just for PKs. Right. Um, and then like five minutes after this, he ends up having to go warm up and right. get it. And, I, and I think the thing is too, is that Interesting. Um, when, cause that's, that, that, that was always been a question that's been asked for the LAFC coaching staff, but this was their strategy. And I think at one point, I don't know who is it. The answer when they asked him a question, I was like, uh, no, it wasn't, but it's, it's, it's not a bad thing to, it's not a bad thing to do. It's just <laughs> on and on. It's like, it's icing on the cake in a sense. Right. Yeah. And I think it, Kendra, so pointed, Kendra pointed that out at some point and, and mentioned she had asked and that, and that they were all like kind of brushing the question off. Like, no, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that. That's kind of, that would be a good idea. And, and like it would, why... it would work, but um <laughs> That's why having someone like Kendra on on your team is just so yep. impressive because she knows all little tidbits and stuff like that. You you're paying for content there, man. That's like all extra right. Patreon content that Fox should 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 have to just give yeah. out. Dude, Patreon and Fox, come on now. All right, so <laughs> they 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 do survive the first extra time. Uh, so it's still two two. We get into the second extra time, and actually. To their credit, 10-man LAFC play surprisingly well. Philly are obviously... Better, actually, than they have been playing for 20 minutes. Exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, that that, that was kind of the big commentary with with friends, too. It's like, they're actually holding. I'm like, they are. They're doing a pretty good job. Um, But eventually, as tends to be the case, having that extra body does eventually pay off. And that happens towards the very end of the second extra time 124th at this point it is elliot i think once again right uh ping pong chaos from across i, I just remember it just kind of the ball flying in flying out flying all over the place and he just kind of like it ends up basically right at his feet to just kind of like toe poke and tap in uh right by uh, mr mccarthy who you know to his credit had been doing a pretty good job up until that point so all of a sudden it is three two Philly and we're already getting into like injury time of second right. extra time <laughs> go ahead take it no I, I think this is the time because like uh if all you know a uh, friend of the podcast Corey Shrepo is a Philly native and um I was trying to convince him that if Philly won that he should go streaking down 7th street in downtown St. Paul perfect and um you know um he was like at some in-law dinner saying saying like he's sneaking into sneaking out of the dinner to be able to watch replays and watch that so like <laughs> it was one of those where like yeah this is this is a game you don't want to miss right we were like wow and literally right just when you think this game is about to switch you know someone else pressed that you know there's the buffalo wild wings commercial is, right yeah when like they want to extend the play because they're enjoying their food. They press a button and something happens. And so like it goes the other way It's literally what just happened. Exactly. And, then, and just narrative, like it, it, it had to be him. It had to be Gareth fucking bail in the 127th minute shortly thereafter. I mean, he's a tall man and he just skies yeah. over everybody. Like nobody's close over, to him. Over Jack Elliott. Who's also yes. six, six. I'm yeah. like, incredible. <laughs> Incredible hits the like, header three three. He can probably like Bale could probably dunk with his head, you know, literally. That's what it felt like. 
but that assist by Palacios gets through a bunch of people and he makes a play out of nothing. And that's why he's one of the best, um, you know, one, one of the, one of the best left backs or right backs in, in, in this league. And it's like, so crazy how that yeah. goal just came in and then boom, there you go. Yeah. That was one of the last plays. I mean, essentially at that point it's over. <laughs> We're going to penalties, but you gotta be kidding me. Like at this point, like everybody was just was jumping around and like, it, it was, yeah. Again, measuring the, uh, the climate by, by those that wouldn't necessarily be interested in the match and mm-hmm. completely captivated at this point. Um, yeah. And, and that's the thing too. How do you? Yeah, you can't write this. It's incredible. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's like, and the thing is that you know Blake and McCarthy know each other and have respect for each other. So you see them talking and conversing right before this, and you're like, Blake is a great goalkeeper. So like, I'm thinking, if Philly keeps it close, it will be up to Blake to just win this for them, right? And, yeah. Yeah. And you go to PKs, right? And Deo literally telegraphs this. To... It was a bad kick. That was a horrible kick. <laughs> it was like, really bad. Was like, yeah. And so, like, you just, you know, and then you got Blake, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, this is great. Blake, Blake's got this, right? You know, like, totally, right? And then Gastek, who scored a goal, one of the key players, comes out, boom, block, you know? Yep, skies it. Yeah. Wonga comes in, scores. Martinez, who shot for an assist and also contributed to the own goal, in a sense, right? Misses or skies, right? I mean, that's just one of those things, right? And then Hollingshead scores. And then Wagner, who's been great everywhere, freaking just misses, right? I mean, well, like, you're, he, no, you're, was, you're, he's the one who slipped, right? Yeah, he's the one that yeah, slipped. Yeah, he, he slipped. Skies it, yeah. Well, hold on now. Let's, let's give some credit to, John, to Johnny McCarthy because the kid's doing his job too, right? Oh, he, no, yeah. he's, he blocks. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, dude slips. But he also makes that save. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's watching the they did like a slow-mo of a couple of those stops where you see him like he's Blake is diving, picking a direction, kind of reading it. Mm-hmm. But McCarthy reads it so much better. And you see that like instantaneous reflex, uh which is incredible after you know not playing and then coming in late right. for an injury when you're expecting yep. that you're he was expecting probably to go in for pks but he wasn't expecting to go play the final uh you know final minutes of extra time um but to see his reaction times versus blake was kind and, of insane goalkeepers yes. have their own strategy and i'm not a goalkeeper coach but i've always told my keepers it's like watch the hip movement Right, like yeah. watch the hips. If you see which direction the hips are, are pointing at, that's more than likely where it's going to go. And so I think, like uh, like Bridget pointed out brilliantly, uh, McCarthy can read the hips, can read the intention was going, and just reacts better. Right, yep. uh, and he and does it again. He, he gets he does, a second yeah. save too, which is mm-hmm. whew, what is happening. Um, and I think at that point it, it it relied. Who put it away? I can't even remember. Ilya the last one. There you go. Yep. And there it is. That, it's just pandemonium. I yes. love the fact that a fan ran onto the field and literally, like, security was right there, and like we're going to block him and grab it. And he just does like a like a ninety degree turn and jumps into the. Stands. I <laughs> didn't want I to get to say, arrested. Yeah, well, I, I was actually kind of surprised that the the thirty two fifty two just didn't start like falling out like ants onto the oh, field. I was expecting yeah. to. 
what a crazy <laughs> after game. what a after crazy all game. the stuff that they had thrown on the field. I yeah, thought yeah. it was going to be yeah. a bit more yeah. insane there. Yeah. yeah, congratulations, LAFC. Uh, win winner on PKs for so they get the shield and the cup, which is all, also puts them kind of in elite company. That doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, we kind of called this from the get go, but but to see this kind of drama and this kind of narrative and this kind of a battle between, like we said, the the two legitimate best teams in the league was really special. What what a ride! What and a ride. and not only that, but like at halftime when they were interviewing. Um... Who's the MLS president? Oh, Garber. Thank you, or, Garber. Or Grabber, as uh, Zeller calls him. <laughs> uh, money grabs. Um, yep. <laughs> he was announcing that but probably the expansion would probably stop at 30 teams. That's what they're looking for. And so I think we're at, we had 24, 25. Uh, 26. 26. Yeah, so, yeah. So Including they St. Louis. Yeah. So that's going to be really interesting because, you know, like, and by when they'll do that, but who knows, right? I think that's one of the things. And this has to be, like, hands down, one of the best finals I've seen for this league mm-hmm. in a long time. It, it, the best. You know, it kind of resembles the Champions League final that Real Madrid just ended up winning, like, literally at the last second type of thing. That that kind of drama and that kind of excitement. And, like, people always ask me, like, why, why are you so excited about the MLS? It's like, because playoffs. Literally, playoffs is when like MLS after dark decides to go drunk during the day or whenever, and it's just pandemonium, and it's awesome. Yeah, indeed, big, big victory. Congrats to them. Um, well, we leave it there, and we'll come back and do some internationals. It'll be considerably shorter than all of this. <laughs> like that, I can promise. We'll be back. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. It is usually our international section, so we'll catch you up on all the craziness that's been going on worldwide soccer. And just overall, what other crazy news we find out about soccer in the world. So this is usually where we whine about Qatar and the World Cup. and um, <laughs> Where we whine. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's true, we though. Do. We do. So. Uh, well, let's take it back to we, this is one we just I just forgot to stick in the notes from last week. So bringing it back up here. Um, uh, Women's Libertadores final was also last week. And. I think Boca actually hosted this. Uh, Boca, Boca Juniors and Palmeiras played, and Palmeiras just put in a clinic. Uh, it is a four-to-one final. Uh, their first, be. yep, that is their first uh, women's championship final. So congratulations to them. Is, is this the first Libertadores though? No, it's not, right? No, it, it is not. No, not the first. No, women's. no, but no. Yeah, the, it, it was the first Copa America that we're going to. The, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Continue. My bad. There, no, no, nothing, nothing to add there. I was just going to say their first uh, Libertadores that they get to have and, and lift. So congrats to Palmeiras. Um, on the men's side, they're doing some more things as well. That's a little bit of a lead into something to come. Uh, Palmeiras just solid on both men's and women's right now. They're doing, doing all the things correctly. 
Um, Champions League. Let's see. I'm, I'm for Bridget. We should mention here uh, Liverpool and and not well Napoli was like you know the big team just like steamrolling everybody it seemed like and Liverpool beat them two nil and the cool thing about that was they actually end up tying them on final points of fifteen with that win I think Napoli still goes one with like one extra goal four but you know it looks good on paper that they're both equal in terms of points so good on them there. Um, the main thing here, I'm not going to go through all of these, is just that we finally get the uh, the remaining empty spaces that we didn't know who was going through to the, the knockout 16. And those two from Group D are going to be Tottenham and Frankfurt, both moving in. Um, and then for the other groups on Wednesday, it ends up being Benfica and Leipzig. So your knockout round teams are Bayern Munich, Benfica, Chelsea, Club Bruges, uh, Dor- uh, yeah, Dortmund, Frankfurt. I have to do these by symbols. It's a little tricky. Inter Milan, Leipzig, uh, Liverpool, Man City, uh, AC Milan, Napoli, PSG, Porto, Real Madrid, and Tottenham. All off of shields. Not bad. Good job. <laughs> and we, we talked about this last week, too, that, that having kind of the, the crash and burn in La Liga – with just the defending champions, Real Madrid represented, allowed a lot of these other teams to kind of sneak in and have two Portuguese teams, a Belgian team, uh, a few more new Bundesliga teams like Frankfurt. Uh, so there's there's some new looks here that makes it just a little more interesting. Not to mention Napoli, just like in it for the first time, but in it with like tons of momentum. One of the, probably one of the favorites, in fact. So here we go. We'll have to see what this draw is like. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, so I mentioned Palmeiras doing all the things correctly. Parabéns Pareles with three matches to spare. Nobody can catch them. They have won Brasileirão. It's already over. Um, so good, good on them. I think they won yesterday, too. They, they can really just coast at this point. There's really nothing to play for. But uh, they did it. Uh, Goiás Sports Clube are safe. No relegation for the team recently promoted, which is already above average. That's great. Happy. They beat uh, Juventud yesterday 1-0. They are currently sitting in 13th, which puts them in the last Sudamericana spot. Um, they have two matches left. So basically, we're playing for the tournament right now, which is a great place to be, frankly. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Fluminense and Sao Paulo are the, are the last two. So hopefully they don't get smoked in those and, and, and drop a little bit. Again, it won't drop to regulation, but our re- relegation. Um, but just trying to stay on that line where they do get a uh, South American tournament would be awesome because they're in it right now. So playing for the tournament, man. I mean, that's progresso. You take it. <laughs> just the fact that I don't have to sweat and like I can be cool and calm about it is like beautiful. It's good. It's positive. All right. Some good news. This, this is just mind-blowing. Uh, so, you know, for, for all the terrible things FIFA does, and I, I know Rodrigo has something queued up to talk about the World Cup, they had a good idea of kind of putting the UEFA champion on the women's side with the Colmebol champion of the women's side and just kind of a fun, you know, one-off to, to make up another trophy or tournament, not even tournament, just a new championship thing. So Brazil and England are going to play. And... 
I think I didn't put in here the hosts, but I, I'm guessing England is probably doing this in Wembley simply because they announced this thing. And in four days, they've sold 60 million tickets. <laughs> what? 60,000. 60,000. Sorry, I, I read it wrong. They said the Mew. I read it in Portuguese. I read China there. Yeah, 60 million would be pretty amazing, though. You'd <laughs> be taking take yeah, over like the entire insane. city. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there'd there, there be a stadium like the size of like Brazil. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. the entire the entire island is just taken over. Like, by yeah, like, like having to buy tickets to watch on your own TV. That's right. I like, yeah. 60 I, I, million people. I like, I like that better now. I'm, I'm keeping that one. I'm keeping the image. <laughs> I got the image of. Uh, of uh, what's the movie World War Z with all the zombies just like piling oh, on? Oh yeah, piling on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, like it better. Yes, yeah, so, thank you. Sesenta mil ingresos, so sixty thousand. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is still, man. which is still incredible in four days. Well, I, I think it speaks to just like how the quality of women's soccer has improved, but also that the people in charge with all the money are finally seeing. Oh yeah. We can make money off of this. Yeah, which they, line. which they finally decided. I mean, you you know, we talked about NWSL when you have two, two semis in a final that you know, out, out draws more than anyone's ever had in in that league's history of attendance. And then, you just look at all the friendlies that you know. I mean, even when 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 the friendlies hear it and it was brutally cold. I mean, like. People are coming out to watch them. And I think that's the great thing. Now, let's to another rant, you know, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for it. I, I, don't, I don't know what this one is. So please. Yeah, no, it's just, just overall. I just think overall, like, you know, we need more of that. But um, I did want to, because you are such a Barcelona fan, bring it up that Gerard Piquet decided to retire. Okay. Um, yeah, it's about time. I get that. But, but, but there's rumors as to why he decided to retire. You do as you as many of you know, Barcelona has a deal with Spotify. So change the name of the stadium, in fact. <laughs> right. So well, then, it's still it's Camp New by Spotify or something right, like right. that. But, the, but their agreement is, is like whoever's in the top playing list of Spotify gets to put their name on their as publicity on their jersey. So last time was Drake. Well, mm. guess who's guess who's um top? getting to the top of the Spotify playlist so far. Well, if you're leading with PK, that leads me to believe it's Shakira. Yes. <laughs> so, the, so, so the rumors are that, you know, he retired just in time. Cause you imagine if he had to play, play with his, with Shakira's <laughs> name on the Jersey. So I would have loved to seen that. That would have, <laughs> that's an awkward divorce conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Over that, like, <laughs> Uh, is that which happened first? No, the divorce was a while ago. The first, yeah, the divorce was first, and then she released a song a couple of weeks ago, and so yeah, pretty much. That's like, hilarious. Amazing, you know. And Amazing. he's like, "I'm gonna retire. I have to get rid of." I, do, I I am gonna miss BK's like, um, like profanity rants on defense, tearing everyone to rile up. But besides that, you know, you know, I uh, the other that day that he announced I was at work and we were having computer problems and just like telling each other random stuff on our team's chat. Uh, and I mentioned to my team, FYI, Gerard PK has just announced his retirement <laughs> and they're like, who? So yeah. I just say Shakira's Shakira's ex-husband has announced his retirement. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> that, that really is the way to refer to him, I think, at this point. Shakira's yeah. ex. <laughs> Shakira's ex, right. Yep. That's uh, he, you may know him okay. from Barca, or you may know him as Shakira's ex-husband. Yes, One or the correct. other. Did you, did you have something to drop on, uh, on Qatar? Yeah, I have other stuff too, but like you know how like Alfonso Davies uh, actually pulled a hammy um, in the Bundesliga, but apparently he's going to be okay to play for the Canadian national team in the World Cup. So that's good news because I do not want to see a World Cup where Alfonso Davies is not playing because that's just mm-hmm. going to be fun. Um, um, in addition to that, um, let's dive into this week. We need to keep talking about Qatar. Uh, which is our favorite section in this um, podcast, but reported by the New York Times. Um, and after this, this is the whole thing. This is why you're not on Twitter, uh, Eric, because this whole thing just like blew up. Like, like. Well, there's um, many reasons, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, but um, this was so a great illustration. Did, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But what happened is Qatar literally approached a bunch of uh, supported groups of World Cup teams. Uh, and sort of like invited them to come over um, and was willing to pay people to come over, like pay them, you know, a stipend, pay them for a hotel, pay them with, with um, you know, pay for all their tickets to be able to come and enjoy, say positive things about Qatar and report anyone who's, who's not doing positive things, right? That's the agreement. We'll pay for everything. You guys wow. really become our spies, right? And so this Snitches. blew up because it was mentioned that some members of the American outlaws were, were, were part of that. And so, like, the board came mm. out on Twitter saying none of us did this, right? Uh, but then the question becomes, is like, it doesn't say that it was the board. It said members of mm-hmm. American outlaws. So nobody knows yet if that's been cleared up but the fact that this is the most fifa thing to do like we know fifa being corrupt paying people under the table all that kind of stuff like literally this is like if fifa was qatar in a sense like hey we'll just let you read it and also this proves to me that anyone who watches uh carmen san diego the netflix series that that qatar is literally vile the organization vile and so like Totally, like, I don't comprehend how this does not go being unpunished. And then you have FIFA uh, literally like a day or so making a statement saying, saying, hey, if you come to the World Cup, just come to watch the game and enjoy the game. Leave politics out. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is going to go great. Be yourselves, but uh, not out loud and do not show and do... (laughs) Yeah, don't be human. Respect. Just be soccer players. Yeah. Re- respect their bigotry, and uh, yeah, like, there's a report of 1.2 million wow. people actually going to this World Cup. I want to, I want to know what the tally is of how many of the 1.2 actually come back, because yeah. I just don't, don't, or, don't understand any of that. And there's the um, tracking app that anyone right. going has to download and we talked about that takes... last time yeah okay yeah yeah so the yep. people who do come back are bringing back spyware essentially correct phones everything's Ooh. fine yeah, yeah i mean this is this is literally a netflix series for like jack reacher or what's the other one 
one of those like, like MIB 24 yeah, or something yeah, like something that. Something like yeah. that with like this is all it is. And I'm just I'm just wondering what's going to happen or what are the first things that are that is going to be swept under the rug and until after the World Cup where like, you know, we find out these many people were detained, these many people I don't know. Well, that's part of our is, job uh, too. That's yeah. that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. we're gonna be covering is we're gonna try and bring a lot of that stuff to light so that it's not look, I just want right? one week where I don't have to follow through Qatar soccer world cup news. Just, just give me a week. That's all I want. Yeah. Like once World well, Cup starts and we're doing our World Cup podcast, yeah, cool. I'm with it. That's part of my job. But till that, I just don't want it. Because <laughs> it's just it's just 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 so demoralizing, just how everything's just being glossed over. Yeah, you know, like you're like, I love football. I love the World Cup. I just don't love me I, me watching it at the moment, right? Like, it makes it well, less and less. You know, if, if there's one way to kind of take a lot of this stuff as a glass half full for anybody that thought FIFA was like this legitimate organization. I mean, obviously, we are not in that group, but there's still some people that are like, no, no, but no, it's like you can't not see this stuff at this point. I mean, it, it's, it's so out there and it's so blatant and it's so obvious that now I think even those people that thought things were okay, now they're just like, you have to start questioning even little things. And, it, and once you ask that one question, you know, it's like peeling the one layer back and then you reveal everything else and you have to keep going. But then, we're there. I mean, those, those same people who refuse to see that side are also the same people who are going to say, like, don't bring politics into it. And they're going to make it about politics. And then they're going to say that, you know, this is just. Yeah. Business. That's, but, there's there's I mean, that. I, I, go ahead. At this point, I would think over the next few weeks, the people who haven't figured these things out are the people who are never going to change their minds about that stuff. And Right. And I think that number might be shrinking, I think, is what I'm trying to get at, because just at the, the level of, of uh, I don't even know what the word is, it, it's just so blatant and so ridiculous at this yeah. point that, that 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 number, I think, has gotten a little bit smaller. Look, it's, 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 it's if it wasn't so tragic. You know, it almost be comedic at this point. Right. I mean, the official statement from FIFA is, um, what is it? Where does it go? It says it's written focus. Oh, urging them, urging World Cup teams to focus on the tournament and not be part of lecturing on morality and dragging football into every ideological or political battle that exists. That is FIFA's statement. And I, for once, no, not for once, but always like FIFA is just showing its face and no yep. one cares. And that's the thing that frustrates me. Well, most. I think, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the pushback is. Cause like we've talked about this too, where it's all too little, too late at this point. But now, no, I get some, that. But just because they're not, teams. just because they're, you know, just because it's, it, it's going to happen doesn't mean we can't be upset about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch the right. game and I'll be mad at it at the same time. Right. I mean, like, well, I, I was more alluding to the fact that I think there will be actions, but again, it's, it's not actions that are going to have any like drastic, uh, j- drastic movements towards change. Right. At this they, point. It's too late. Yeah. And, and they're not even going to bother looking at those actions because it's not going to mean right. anything. In the and, 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 and if yeah. anything happens yeah. like with people or attendees, it's not going to be known until after the world cup. That's the way yep. it's going to function. And then by then everyone will be like, Oh, that happened. We're sorry. It happened. It's going to be, I think it'll, it'll be a lot like the last Olympics where, you know, there, there was a huge facade that before and after 
some some of the correspondents over there were able to kind of get a glimpse behind the scenes and see what mm-hmm. what all was still happening there um but then you don't hear those things until much later because you have to play that you know toe that line and play the uh uh ambassadorship card and you know just We'll so see. yeah, we'll see. Agree. We'll, we'll see what happens later. Yeah, I I tend to think that there's still going to be enough people that are savvy enough with social media they're going to try and pull things off. If if the stupid, uh, what do you call it, the spyware that you're talking about doesn't like delete whatever they're trying to do, but something's some things are going to come through. So maybe we'll we will get a little bit more, um, a little bit more information or photos or video of things that they really don't want us to see just from a couple, you know, special rebels that are yeah. putting themselves out there. So we'll I see. Can't wait we'll... till Elon Musk bans all that. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good luck, Twitter friends. Yeah, exactly. Right? We'll I'm see. like, yeah, good job. We'll we'll see what Twitter is by in three in a weeks, couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll see what it is, right? Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other conversation we can have, but we won't. Uh, but I do want to sort of end. I don't know if you guys have anything else, but I did want to talk about uh, the, the telenovela that keeps on happening uh, in Comebol. So TAS, which is the, um, it's like the governing oh, yeah. body, you know, um, has this confirmed the dates for the Byron Castillo case here. <laughs> if people didn't think this still was a thing, oh, this is literally man. a thing. But this is like the novela that won't die. Like, yep. um it will be on November 4th and 5th. All parties involved will plead their cases. This is Peru, Chile, and Ecuador on the defense of the player. And the exact date of the verdict is not known, but they expect it sometime November 10th. Mind you, FIFA's already said, or whoever they took us is like, no, this is all legit. So, like, if for some reason the TAS says, no, this is merit, this is going to be like, because who be plays the first game, right? It's Ecuador. Who plays the first game? Ecuador and Qatar. And yeah. the 20th, right? This is going to be like... So just, just just to refresh listeners' memories, that the objective of this is... is it, it It's Peru or Chile? Which one of them are... are they're both pushing, right? No, Chile. Chile um, started this whole movement. And then Peru got on the bandwagon. Right, because they were named in the in in the case, and so they brought it in. Yeah, they like Peru is pretty much, you know, they lost, and they, sh- you yeah. know, and every time, every time I see anything from Australian news and a goalkeeper just trolling Peru, I was like, okay, we deserve it, you know, like that's fine, take it, I can take it, but I don't know, man, this is. But but the objective here is that they they're trying to claim that Ecuador got through in nefarious means and like pull them back to to then send Peru in their place. Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's. I mean, <laughs> I, I respect the commitment to the bit. <laughs> like they are just not that's letting right. go. Yeah, no, right, <laughs> right. That's a that's a great bit to commit to. But yeah, man, that's all I got. But that's that's a good one to end on. Uh, go, all right, well, go vote on Tuesday. There you yeah, go. Yeah, go vote on Tuesday. Thank you, listeners. Uh, thank you, amazing co-hosts. It's nice to have the, the full crew. Uh, Minnesota football show. What is it? I screwed up every time. Patreon.com backslash MN football show. That's the one. We should just I'm change sure, it to Minnesota football show, like slash Patreon. I know. It's, it's we should ours. just, no, it's we ours. Should just <laughs> buy the, uh, just buy the, 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 the address and just, that's what we'll just do. And then like, she can just say it. <laughs> I gotta like edit myself go every time yeah. on it. Yeah. Welcome to um, backslash. 
for. Yeah, whatever. You guys know. Thank you for supporting us, those that, that are. And of course, if you want to get in, there'll be plenty of outtakes from this one that yeah. I'll be able to put up there. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, stay stay tuned for obviously this episode will be up and then you'll get two this week because we're going to start our yeah. whatever we're calling it. Dave's Eye Minnesota Football. Dave's I No Football. That's what I want to yeah, call da- it. Or, or Minnesota Minnesota Football, I know. <laughs> I like yeah, that one, too. Or, or, be any or of them. <laughs> the Dave's in Minnesota every, no football. Every episode is going to be just a different That's right. It's going to change every time. Yeah. Oh, and every... prepare for way more Patreon screw-ups for me. That'll be oh, consistent. Totally. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. No. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yep. <laughs>